Mike check, Mike check. Mike check, Mike check. Mike, my mic, mic'd up. Mic'd up, I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up, I'm mic'd up. All praise, honor, and glory. All praises, honor, and glory is due to the most high. All praises, honor, and glory. Let's get everything set up, y'all. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? All praises. All praises, all praises. To the most high, okay. Let's just pull a couple scriptures up and then let's get this thing going in the spirit. Uh, 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 uh. He says, okay, uh, uh, okay, uh, okay, let's see. All right. Mm -hmm. Let me just pull up a couple more points. Yeah. And let's do this. Okay, let's just do this then. Let's just do this. Sixteen, seventeen. Pull up a couple scripts. I got you guys. I'm gonna do a um. This shouldn't be long. I may open it up for questions, comments, and smoke. I just, I didn't even have anything planned for today. But I said, I heard a video. I heard a video of this Christian. And he said something to me. Not to me, but. Um, let's pull up this whole thing. Okay, uh, she's here. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I see some good questions in the chat. I see some good questions in the chat. All right, let's see. Revelation 11. And then Revelation 21. And 
All right. I think I'm ready. All right, bye. I think I am ready now. I think I am ready now in the spirit. All right. So, what's going on, y'all? King Judith, the water ox. For the super chat donation. Greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. All praises, honor, and glory. All right. I see some good questions in the chat. Um, I'm, I'm really debating on if I should chat, if I should answer these questions right now or if I should wait. Because there are some good questions. Maybe I'll just answer a couple of them real quick, real quick, real quick. Did Habakkuk get teleported to Daniel in the lion's den? What would make you say that? What would make you ask that question? I'd have to look at the text that you're saying. Um, what else? So who got possessed? Uh, many people were possessed in the Bible. Oh, Shalom to the brother Mike Joshua. Our Christian brother has been tuning into this channel faithfully. So I think the Most High might be working on him and bringing him out of that cult Christianity into the marvelous light. So all praises. Shalom to the brother Mike Joshua. Um, somebody said, it's God one person. There are many gods. Each God is their own entity. Yes. Yahweh himself is one person. So let's see. Shalom to everybody coming in. Make sure y'all like and share, subscribe. What does FOP stand for? Stands for faith and works prevail. You good, Dick? Sound tired? Uh, I was running around with these kids, wrestling them and throwing them around, so... Whew, they wore me out. Other than that, I'm not tired right now, that is. When did Jacob's trouble begin and end? It hasn't ended. It, it goes on and it comes off. Whenever we're in dire straits, that's our trouble. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Sojourner, Shalom, brother. The water for the super chat. Really appreciate you. Didn't Jesus disappear once when they tried to stone him? Not, not. <laughs> he slithered away. He didn't uh, dematerialize. Second um, Samuel twenty-two and fourteen. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered His voice. Was the book saying that this is Yahweh Shai or Yahweh? That is Yahweh. Derrida, uh, Yahweh, I will need to see that text. I think I might know what you're talking about, but I'm not familiar. When will we be able to teleportation? When we be able to teleportation in the kingdom, you mean will? I'll explain that in a second here. I don't know what Method Man's beard looks like. Uh, what's this teach supposed to be about? 
House of Kings is about what the title says, exorcism and teleportation. We'll explain it in a second. How long will the wilderness be? I don't know. Is mixing milk and meat unlawful? No, it's not unlawful. Don't take a goat in his mother's milk, meaning don't take, don't eat a goat or a young lamb such as veal until it's done breastfeeding from its mother. The evil spirit into the swine. Um, some people may take that as some type of metaphysical or metaphorical rather um, understanding, but I believe it is what it is. He just cast the demons out of the man into the pigs. Uh, I don't think there's a significant or esoteric meaning behind it. He says, Deacon, I put away my wife because I can't trust her. I can't be with a woman I can't trust. I'm not wrong, am I? I just can't prove it. Yes, you're wrong. The Bible says you can only divorce your woman for fornication. So, yes, you better go get her back before you get a capital punishment. Why don't we talk about Europe? We're originally black. Uh, we always talk about that but not black like us. Everyone who <laughs> has dark skin is not us, but the original Europeans were melanated people. Yes, the original, the Japhites are melanated people. They were living there first and they migrated. Yahweh Shai even delivered the Israelites into the Exodus. Yes, Yahweh Shai was the angel of the Lord that delivered us from the Exodus. How do you know if you receive the Holy Spirit other than speaking in tongues? When you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. And being born again is believing on the Messiah and um, keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. The Holy Spirit uh, illuminates your understanding that the Messiah is, in fact, Yahweh Shai, who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. You're an Israelite. You got to keep God's law, statutes, and commandments. By definition, that's what born again means. That's right, Israel Rise. Get them likes up in the chat so we can get started. How long will Israelites live in the kingdom as far as lifespan? Well, Revelation 20 and Isaiah 65 says we will get our full day, that day being a thousand years. Then you're translated like Enoch and Elijah with regeneration still occurring. And some people may not believe that, but the Bible says there's only one immortal, and that's Yahweh. So, oh, Shabbat, is it okay to use my truck stop points for food? I'm a truck driver. Well, that would be a transaction, so I would say no. The reason why you can't trust her is not a reason to put her away. If we are cursed, will my prayer still be answered? It's not that we're cursed. <laughs> That's that's a bad way to put it. That's a bad phrase. Marcus Jeet the water, brother. Yahweh Shem We are under the curses, yes, but even our forefathers were under the curses and prayed and were heard. So yes, keep praying. Does Psalms one fifty mean churches should have drums and organs to praise God? Well, we did have musical instruments in in, in antiquity. 
Australia. Um, I mean, if they can identify that their products are the transatlantic slave trade, then I would say yes, they are Israelites. He said a lot of Judites were in Europe before any Judite touched Europe. Uh, the original Japhites inhabited it. Um, sister Tanya, the water sister, all right, y'all. So let's get started. Let's get started. I know people are looking like, what the hell is Deacon talking about? Deportation. I mean, I said deportation, <laughs> teleportation. Like it. Uh, wow. So there's limited lifespan in the kingdom. I thought death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. Well, I mean, if you have an antithesis for Revelation 20 and Isaiah 65, you would have to reconcile that with the concept of everlasting life. Death, the Bible says Enoch or Elijah didn't see death. So if you get translated after your lifespan, you're not seeing death. All right. So one last question. Do you believe the Dalit class in India are Israelites? <laughs> um, I think we do have a very small remnant of Israelites in India, which is Elam. Um, I, I think there's a tribe. They're actually known as a tribe. I got a list of them. I don't know if they're called the Dalit, though. I think the Dalit may be just some black-ass Elamites. Um, but we do have people over there. I got to get the list to see what their tribe is as far as what they're being called today. Guyanese is Islam. Huh? I mean, Elam. How is Guyanese Elam? Elam is dealing with the Persians and East Indians. Yeah, I think it is the city. Yeah, the city people. Yeah. All right, so let's get started, y'all. Let's get started. All praises to the Most High. All praise to the Most High. Again, I'm going to give all praise, honor, and glory to the Most High. How will we do so by Shimamashiach Yahushai? This is the deacon. A little Monday night class. I don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe not too long. I may open it up for questions or comments again. Um, I just, you know, I study the enemy a lot. I study the enemy a lot. So, you know, I can do a video every day, not just every day, probably five times a day, but you know, you don't want to overwater the plants. Uh, so that's kind of what keeps my fire going, my spirit going, um, is studying the enemy, learning how to um, vet their false doctrine, learning how to defend against the angles that they try to come. This is not Machete Monday. Does it say Machete Monday on this title? So, um, you know, that's what keeps my fire burning a lot. Your guys' questions, um, you guys sending me videos to do reactions to, me watching certain videos and, and studying the enemy. Um, that's what keeps my fire going. Uh, and just your guys' responses. We feed off of each other. We need each other. We are one. There's no big deacon and little you guys. 
we are all the same. I learned from the chat too. So all praises to the most high. Now, um, <laughs> well, I love the debate too. I do love the debate because I like to shut false doctrine down. I'm not gonna lie, but I also do a lot of lessons, presentations, lectures, dialogues, peaceful discussions, and controversial debates as well, right? Um, so all praises. Yeah, how would a Ashar? I'm gonna say this one last time. Brother Joseph Jackson, the Waterford Super Chat donation, greatly appreciate you, my dear beloved. I agree a lot of what Sakari teaching. I love y'all for real. I'm not about to allow a woman to talk to other men because she feels like it's not in scriptures. If y'all feel like I'm wicked for putting, uh, brother, all I'm saying is this, you know, if you guys are having issues, you guys can agree to a separation. That's not a divorce. Just get out of each other's face for a second, come back together strong. But according to Torah and who you call your Lord and Savior, you cannot put her away outside of fornication. So um, even if she's being what we call loose, reckless eyeballing, she may be out of pocket. She may be out of pocket like Roethlisberger. She may be out of pocket like uh, Mac. What's the quarterback for the Cardinals? What's his name? He's dope too. He was going. He may be. At, she may be out of pocket like the quarterback from the Cardinals. But the point is, is if you can't prove that she committed fornication, yeah, Kyle Murray. She might be out of pocket like Kyle Murray. But um, if you can't prove she committed fornication, then you cannot put her away, brother. So if you're going to be rebellious against the Torah and Yahweh Shai, um, that's on you. You're going to have to suffer that judgment. But other than that, I'm giving, I'm telling you straight what the book says. So um, respectfully, you could hit me on the inbox. We all don't need to know about your marital problems right here. Some things you could talk about behind closed doors. <sighs> one second, y'all, one second. Okay. One more second, one more second. Hmm? Hmm? All right. All praises. What is it today? The first? Okay, all praises. All right. The difference between separation and divorce (laughs) is that you guys aren't moving on because you can't. You're still bound to each other. 
uh, give each other a breather. That's what a separation. Give each other a breather and then come back together strong. I said that already. So finally, let's get started. All these personal issues in the chisnet. You understand me? So let's continue, y'all. Let's go to why I even am doing this lesson today. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you're asking about Bell and the Dragon. You're asking about Bell and the Dragon. I will write that down. When I start talking about teleportation, Baradai, I hope I'm saying your name right, then post that in the chat. But let's start with um, exorcism first. Let's start with exorcism first. When we think of exorcism, right, what do we think of? We think of the um, fruity, sweet, effeminate um, kid toucher. The kid toucher, meaning what? The Catholic priest. So we, we, we think about, when we think about exorcism, we think about movies, we think about kid touchers with, with crosses and holy water in the Bible, you know what I mean? Um, we think about Hollywood, basically. You know what I mean? So the way it's depicted in Hollywood with kid touchers, holy water, and um, wooden crosses, and damn, what you call it, uh, the rosaries, you know what I'm saying? That's what we think of. And that's far from the truth. But like somebody posted in the chat earlier, um, all of I remember the elders told us this so long ago. The elder said, you cannot be a good movie producer if you don't know the Bible. All they're doing is taking from the Bible literal things, allegorical things. It's all biblical concepts, right? So <sighs> there could be no good Hollywood producer if they don't know the Bible. Carry Cabin, the water, you have watching people get thought, right? So, um, it's not about, somebody said they use Mark 16, 17. I'm about to pull up Mark 16, 17 in a second, but it's not, I agree. You know, we, we cast out evil spirits, you know, in the name of Yahweh, Bashem Yahweh Shai. We understand that. I, I believe that, but it's how they're portraying it. The head spinning, um, yeah, the levitation. Well, you know. I don't think levitation is far-fetched when you're dealing with evil spirits. I ain't saying you can fly, but there's some creepy stuff, even in the scriptures. So, yeah, the head spinning around and you crawling around like a, um, how they be like, like they're doing a back bend, but they're crawling. That's, that's Hollywood. You know, the Bible doesn't depict that. The Bible just depicts evil spirits entering in you and you being you going crazy you being a madman you being able to do left-hand magic like pharaoh's um like pharaoh's magicians uh um you being very violent you may have blood blood shot red eyes you may see things you may hallucinate um what else uh you may have uh, sleep paralysis, 
sleep paralysis, like they say, that's a, a true thing. I know brothers who actually experience uh, sleep paralysis. So that would be the biblical demonstration of being yeah evil uh, demonic voices. Yep, demonic voices. That's true. All of that is you being possessed uh, by a evil spirit, right? So when we see Hollywood today, how they depict exorcisms, that's not founded biblically. It's not biblically founded, right? So let's just take a look at some examples of actual exorcisms in the Bible and see if the the possessed were their heads were spinning um they were walking they were hiding in the goddamn corner of the wall like that little white devil was hiding in the um she was on the damn ceiling in the corner and just jumped down on the priest i forget what movie that was um Salakia. One second, John. One second. Yeah. So, um, hey, Tazer Doc, I seen your call. I seen your call, brother. What's good with it? Oh, you accidentally called. Okay. All praises. So, somebody said demons can't cast out demons. Well, demons wouldn't care. It's not the fact that they can't. They wouldn't. If you and your homie is jumping somebody, why would you say, nah, move out the way. I'm going to get this nigga. Nah, packing them out. Them demons is packing niggas out, right? Yeah, yeah. Paranoia, acute paranoia and schizophrenia. Yeah, those are all evil spirits that the most high is putting on people. If you guys, you guys, you guys really want to mind, want to mind tweak I'm going to read a chapter that's going to make your guys' minds bug out. So hold on tight. So let us start with this, right? Now, Dr. Michael Heiser, I've said this before. Dr. Michael Heiser is, he's probably one of the, he is one of the top Christian scholars on the planet right now. And he, he brings out some good stuff. Uh, Midwest boxing to water Uh so you know every now and then his his videos may appear in my YouTube feed. Um, this one popped up. Why did Satan quote Psalms ninety one to Jesus when he was tempting Jesus? And it's 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 very interesting, especially when you look at the Hebrew. Uh, but he said something in here that kind of sparked my mind. So I want to play the first minute i may play a little more but i might not take a look at what he says right excuse me you read your whole old testament you never so he said if you when you read the whole old testament right if you read your whole old testament you never see a demon being cast out of anyone so when you read the whole old testament you never see a demon being casted out by anyone ever 
how in the world, when Jesus shows up and he starts doing that, did people automatically in their heads think, well, this is what the Messiah is supposed to do. This is a sign of Messiahship. Where does that come from? So that kind of sparked this lesson today. And then I started thinking about teleportation because I've seen another scripture. Um, So my first question to you guys is, is it true that no one in the Old Testament casted out demons? Can anyone show me an example of a demon being casted out in the Old Testament? And whoever this brother is, has it right. King David. Now, how, just how, did some niggas who didn't graduate high school or get college diplomas know something that this scholar didn't know? Real, I mean, world-renowned scholar, Dr. Michael Heiser. World-renowned. This is why you got to just thank the most high that, you know, the Hebrew Israelites, he's being that we wrote the Bible, we know the Bible, you know, so you got to just thank the most high, man. Oh, look at this. I didn't even think of that. Look at this. Tobit. Yeah, get that in Tobit, brother. Um, Well, that was it. That was the angel telling him to do it. But still. That's good. Somebody give me that in Tobit. Give me that in Tobit. I don't give a damn if they don't believe in the Apocrypha or not. The Apocrypha has been valid by since 300, since 330 BC. And most of the world still accepts the Apocrypha. So I need somebody to give me that in Tobit. I don't, I forgot which chapter that was, but yeah, it's the heart, the fish liver and all of that. Right. But you see what the Bible says that babes will confound the wise, man. You know, babes will confound the wise. When somebody gets it, just post it and I'll I'll, I'll share it. And well, matter of fact, we're going to start with David first and then. Well, that's what the Bible says. Uh, It says that the oracles of God were committed to us, the Israelites. This is why I say, even if you Gentiles want to say you're following the God of the Bible, the Bible says you got to learn from Israel. You have to learn from the Israelites. Romans 3, Zechariah 8, Psalms 147, Acts chapter 7, all of this was given to us written by us for us and to us so all you gentiles who want to act like you can receive salvation and you're following the god of the bible if you're not learning from us you're not learning correctly and that's bible that's book chapter verse right so when y'all find that in tobit let me know i'm gonna start with uh king david but let's play this statement one more time if you read your whole Old Testament, you never see a demon being cast out of anyone. But you lied. You're a world-renowned liar. 
you're a world-renowned liar. You were, you're a, 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 a pseudo-scholar to Israelites. You're a pseudo-scholar. But to the rest of the world, you're held in high esteem and your words, they extol to the clouds. Tobit chapter six. All right, we'll pull that up in just a second. Tobit chapter six. Somebody said Tobit chapter eight. Okay, Tobit chapter six. All praises. So this guy's cut. All of that money you gave to them, seminary, Christian schools, you could have gave it to Sakari and got a real education. Got a real education. Somebody says, Gentiles get a chance out salvation and they receive the Holy Spirit. White people, not all white people are devils and going to hell. Okay, well, here's your first faulty understanding is that Cornelius is a Gentile, an actual Gentile. And another thing you don't know is that Israelites were called Gentiles. All right. So, um, so you said Tobit eight and one. What's autoplay? What do you mean by autoplay? Mega Man eight says, Deke, why you got autoplay? Huh? What is autoplay? So we got Tobit six, and then we got Tobit eight and one two. Let's take a look at it. Show me about Tobit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. So we'll look at both of those. We'll look at both of those. All praises. So let's play this one one more time, and then let's get into David. Then we'll go to Tobit. Ever. How in the world, when Jesus shows up and he starts doing that, did people automatically in their heads think, well, this is what the Messiah is supposed to do. This is a sign of Messiahship. So he said, nobody has ever casted out demons in the Old Testament ever. Casting out demons didn't start until the coming of Yahweh Shai, who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. Uh, what a erroneous statement. What an ignorant statement to make. You should know that. Oh, okay, okay. Mega Man talking about autoplay. I don't know, man. Go, go. It seems like you're you're on here complaining or something. I've been very nice last week. Last week I was very nice. I don't know if I'm gonna be that nice this week. So let's take a look at first Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. Right? But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, look at this, y'all. 
Who's ready for a mind twister? Who's, who's ready for a mind twister? So you can see just how powerful the God we serve is and how we can never understand him, why who he is fully, why he does what he does, because he is the supreme being of the universe and he's what you call the ineffable, the ineffable. So here it is. The evil spirit comes from the Lord. Now, a Christian is going to, if you ask a Christian, well, who puts evil spirits on people? Satan, Satan. Will God ever do that? No. Shut the hell up, Christian. You don't know our God. Or you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So here we have the most high putting an evil spirit on Saul, right? But isn't it crazy that, so the most high, he puts an evil spirit on Saul. Then he puts the spirit of God on King David to cast out the spirit that he put on Saul. <laughs> you see how we're just pieces of sand in a vast universe. I mean, yes, he loves us, but we are just mere creations of this ginormous entity named Yahweh. But it's crazy because it's his, he's, he's, it's like, I remember me and Alizar and Hassan was talking about this. It's like Grand Theft Auto, right? Like <laughs> you send, you send angels to do a mission and then you send demons to do a mission and you say, well, let me see which one of these guys prevail. You're sending both to do it. Crazy. Now, right, that just proves no free will. Um, no free will. So let's continue. An evil spirit from Yahweh troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubled troubleth thee. Right? Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp, right? And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hand and thou shalt be well. Now, right, Nicholas, true. Um, so they're saying, basically, we got to get somebody to get, <laughs> it's almost like you're fighting against God, but this is all part of his will. You say, who could cast out this demon that God put on this man? So, so you gotta be strong. <laughs> you gotta be stronger than the spirit that the God of the universe put on this man. <laughs> Uh, that he shall play with his hand and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, provide me now a man that can play well. 
and bring him to me. Verse 18. Then he answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and playing, and a mighty and valiant man, a man of war, a man prudent in matters, and a comely person, and Yahweh is with him. So, uh house of kings is funny okay i mean you can continue thinking that until you realize this is a damn simulation you're just playing out what was already written for your black ass so now so they know that the most high is with david being at the most high is with david he can play the heart he can cast out this evil spirit from saul right um verse 19 wherefore saul sent messengers unto jesse and said send me david thy son which is with the sheep and jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by david his son unto saul and David came to Saul and Saul stood and, uh, and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, let David, I pray thee stand before me for he had found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was on Saul that David took an harp and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirit departed from him. That's what cast out means. That's what cast out means when an evil spirit departs from a vessel. So, yes, we do see casting out demons in the Old Testament. We do see casting out demons in the Old Testament. So what is Dr. Michael Heiser talking about? He should know this. And also, he's learning from Dr. Deacon right now in the spirit. So I only say that to say this is what biblical exorcism would look like not the freaky hollywood paramount picture type <laughs> depictions just simply he had an evil spirit on him he was vexed stressed and perplexed he was full of even anger and distress but the most high used um king david to un look, look at how sovereign God is. <laughs> the Most High used King David to undo something that the Most High did. Let me say that again. The Most High, he used David to undo something that he did. Why? Because he's all around sovereign. What a mind boggler. <laughs> this dude said still stuck on the old testament uh are there old testament prophecies that haven't came to pass yet jose sit back bro now that's one example of casting out demons in the old testament which would be technically exorcism all right exorcism not too freaky and spooky like how they say, but exorcism. You know what? I'm so sick of Kindle. Hold on a second. 
All right, Kendall. Let's see if you're with the shit. Kendall, click the link. Kendall, click the link. Christians, you know what? All Christians, click the link. All Christians, click the link. Let's see if Kendall is a typer or if he's a real man that's going to talk to another man. Let's do it. Oh, let's get him. Mm. El Finici, I got it. We're going to get him in here and cut the hell out of him real quick. It's the same one, too. That's the thing. I haven't even been in the gym sparring or training. I'm hitting you Christians in the spirit with the same one-two punch that we've been giving you for the last 13 years. Nothing new. So let's get Kendall. All praises. All right, Mike check, Mike check. Kendall, you're live. Second here. We hear you. Let me see here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you, Kendall. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't hear. Let me see. I can't hear myself. You don't need to hear yourself. I hear you. The point is, is you're saying that non-Israelites, you went to Acts chapter 10. Is that Are you saying that uh, Cornelius was a non-Israelite? Let me see here. How can I get the sound better? Was Cornelius, right. was Cornelius a non-Israelite? Okay, so I'm saying, yeah, he was a Gentile. Okay, do you know Israelites are called Gentiles? Say that part again. Did you know Israelites were called Gentiles? Were some Israelites non-Gentiles? No, Israelites were called Gentiles. Okay, hold on, man. I, I it's It's breaking up on you. One second. Let me see if I can fix this. Cause I can't hear you at if all. You're on, if you're on your Wi-Fi, turn your Wi-Fi off. Okay, let me cut the Wi-Fi off. All right. all right, can you hear me? I hear you. Okay, that's better. Right, so I'm asking you, are you aware that the Bible calls the Israelites Gentiles? Um, Israelites Gentiles, no. Okay, you believe in the New Testament because you posted Romans and Acts 10. So when you read John 7 and 35, it says, where will he go that we will not find him? Will he go to the disperse? The disperse are Israelites. That's the word diaspora in the Greek. The dispersed amongst the Gentiles to teach the Gentiles. You see, there's two types of Gentiles, just like there's two types of strangers in the Old Testament. When we live among these nations, we are called by the names of these nations. So just because you see the word Gentile, that doesn't automatically mean a non-Israelite. Acts chapter 2 says Jews from every nation, and it says uh, Arabian, Elamite, it's calling them by the names that they're in. Would you consider yourself a Hebrew Israelite? Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So do you believe that Gentiles are equal to Israelites? I believe that in the spirit world, when when someone does the right thing and they have the right heart, they get grafted in. So I believe that the, the lines are blurred a little bit. But back in the day, it was through blood. Now it's through spirit. Through spirit. So they get grafted in. What does that mean? So a Chinese person, he believes in the Bible and he's no longer Chinese or what? No, I'm, I'm saying that... Um, before it was based on race and lineage, and then when Yeshua came, and there were certain spiritual principles that he came to show that God is spirit and truth, and so that when people do what's right unto themselves, even if they don't know him, it's counted as a law, was well, counted as the law, and it's the circumcision of the heart. Circumcision of the heart. How do you circumcise your heart? What spiritually speaking? Yeah. Okay. Um, you do the right thing. You follow the law. You you love your neighbor. You love God. That's it. What law? Well, I mean, he said the greatest of the two commandments was love God and love your neighbor. Within the two of those, all things are encompassed. I'm going to see if I get a headphones because I still can't hear you well, but I'm, I'm listening. Okay. So I want you to find me a verse that we all can pull up where Jesus Christ out of his mouth says he died for non-Israelites. Uh, give me a second. So he did he did say I came to save the world. Where did and the he, world aren't just the Jews. Where did he say that? All right, can you hear me? Yeah, where did where did he say I came to save the world? Uh let's see. Let me pull up something real quick. Well, I mean, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten, forgotten son, and whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's I one. Asked you that. I said, where did Jesus say he came to die for non-Israelites or the world? Let me pull that up. Or let me see if I can find something. Oh, he, he dropped out. So we'll we'll wait till he comes back in. We'll wait till he comes back in. John 3.16 is not Jesus speaking. Even though I'll deal with that head on, I'm asking him a question. When did Jesus Christ say he came to die for the world and non-Israelites? You're not gonna find it. I wanna I wanna see red letter, red letter saying i came for humanity i came for the whole world and now it might be in there it might not he'd have to show me something so other than that let's continue here let's continue Um, where was we at? Something must have happened because I lost the feed. Okay, just, just, I'll bring you back on in a second. Let me finish with this lesson and we could, we could keep going. Extreme amusement, explain Acts 17. I got you. Let me just do this, this quick. Let me do Tobit 8 and talk about teleportation. Then I'm going to open it back up for 
the smoke session back up for the smoke session so let me share my screen uh tobit chapter eight tobit chapter eight because we're talking about there was no casting out of demons um in the old testament so we went to king david casting out a demon and we also um talked about tobit so let's read this account tobit chapter eight tobit chapter eight excuse me um and when they had supped they brought tobias in unto her and as he went he remembered the word of Raphael. That's the angel that told him how to cast out the demon. That's going to be in two chapters earlier, Tobit chapter six. And it says, and took the ashes of perfumes and put the heart and the liver of the fish thereon, and he made smoke therewith. The witch smell, when the evil spirit had sm smelled, he fled into the utmost parts of Egypt, and the angel bound him. So, even in Tobit, he's casting out demons. He's casting out demons. Understand that. So we got David and Tobit, right? And then we go to the New Testament, of course, Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. You guys heard this a thousand times over. And you and we also seen Shai, who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ, casting out demons. All right, that would be exorcism again, emphasizing not the typical Hollywood depictions or demonstrations of exorcism. Right? So now um let's talk about teleportation real quick. Teleportation. Teleportation is not you astral projecting. I want to just put that out there. Teleportation is not your ass eating mushrooms and um one second um it's not you eating mushrooms and thinking you're on planet Nuburu, right? So teleportation via chariot. Let me say that again. Teleportation via chariot. Teleportation via chariot. Understand that. It's not you on your own disappearing somewhere, dematerializing and then materializing. That's not it. It's teleportation via chariot. What do I mean by that? You can read Second Kings. It happened to Elijah. Right? But look what they said. Key verses 16. Well, da, 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 da. I guess, uh... okay, here we go. Verse 11, 2 Kings 2 and 11. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, 
that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. This is what you would call your so-called UFO, right? And horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. He was taken up, right? He was taken up. But be a chariot, not of his own. Be a chariot. But watch what they say in verse 16. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Because they're talking about Elijah, right? It says, Lest peradventure the Spirit of the Lord have taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, You shall not sin. So they're saying that it's possible that the chariots didn't take him to heaven. They just took him somewhere else, taking him up and put him on some mountain or some valley somewhere, which I believe there's a Psalms, there's a Psalms that, that happened to King David as well, right? So Kendall, don't worry about it. I'm gonna get you back on, Kendall. I'm gonna get you back on. So it's teleportation by chariot, teleportation via chariot. Yes, that's biblical. Uh, Sirach, also known as Ecclesiasticus, 45, I'm sorry, 44 and 16, 44 and 16. Enoch pleased the Lord and was translated being an example unto all generations. So his example is how we are going to be delivered by chariot translated. He was taken up. Understand that. Hebrews 11 and 5 said the same thing. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And in Revelation 11 and 12, we will be like that same example of Enoch and Elijah if we continue into the end. Revelation 11 and 12 says, and they ascended up to heaven in clouds. Those are the chariots. And the enemies beheld them. We go up and then in Revelation 21, we coming down. Revelation 21 says, uh, verse 2, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. This is not an actual city. This is us. The holy city is us. Isaiah 16 14, to prove that. Isaiah 16 14, to prove that. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee, and all that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet, and they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. We are the holy city, right? So I want to just put that out there. I want to just put that out there that there is biblical exorcism and there is biblical teleportation via chariot. I want to just put that out there. Now, let's open it back up for the smoke. We got to do it. We have to do it. Let's open it back up for the smoke. All praises. Philip taken up by chariots in Acts 38. Oh, you guys keep talking about Acts. Let's get Acts. Let's get the book of Acts here. Acts. You guys said Acts 8 and 26. 26. Uh, 30. 
No, that's not Acts chapter eight is not talking about teleportation. No. All right. So we got you back. We got you back. My question was that. So do you believe in like, uh, are you guys a like Christian Hebrew Israelite group? Uh, no, we're like Messianic Jews. So we're, we follow the, the Moedim and the festivals and Shabbat. And okay. we also believe in Yeshua. Okay, all praises. So you guys believe in hell? Yeah, but we believe that people send themselves there, that God doesn't send people there. Your heart sends you there. Okay, so in the kingdom of heaven, who's all going to be there? Um, when it's all said and done? Yeah, like when the Lord comes back and people get judged, who's all in the kingdom of heaven? What type of people? Um, it'll be, to me, all types of people because he's no respect to a person. And that was the whole point of Peter going down to Cornelius was he found out that, wow, God doesn't respect just the Jews only. And so I believe that anyone who does right, like God's got, it's almost like he's got a set amount of people and a set amount of um, spirits from different tribes, from different areas that are going to make it. And we are, as, as black people, African-Americans, however you want to call it, we are the ones who had first access to salvation. And when we denied it, it opened it up to the Gentiles and everyone else. And so even even Paul talks about the Gentiles. He was a teacher of the Gentiles so that the Jews can be jealous. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe that there will also be Gentiles grafting in, meaning people who from different races, because God wants, you know, as can many. Edomite, can an Edomite be saved? Um, no. So. But I, so Edomites can't be saved, but you're saying that all people can be saved. Well, the, the, the Edomite or what? Well, well, I believe that the Edomite and the Esau people are are spiritual people. So the same way that when when Yeshua came, he talked about upon this generation, this will happen, that'll happen. He talked about the, um, the scribes and Pharisees being vipers, right? And so there's certain people on a spiritual level that are the children or the spiritual descendants of Esau, Edomites, all that. And so, you know, yeah, on a grand scale, you could say that, you know, white people in general maybe have a, a certain propensity, certain things, but that doesn't mean that asking, all of them. I'm, asking, huh? I'm not asking you who is spiritually following uh, Esau. I'm asking okay. you, the physical descendants of Esau, can they receive salvation? Um, no, because uh, the only reason I say that is because I don't, I don't know if there are any physical remnants of Esau based on Obadiah. So you believe Obadiah happened already? No, because it talks about it the day of the Lord. So no, I don't. Okay. So when you say things like Jesus Christ died for the whole world and everybody, you would be including Esau, you would make God a liar. Well, what I, what I mean is, is that he, he said he only came to pray for his elect. So he only came to pray for his people who he knew was going to be, who was written in the Lamb's Book of Life from Job. But I don't believe that he only came for black people. That's my only thing. I didn't say that. Well, first of all, we believe that 
the true Israel, the ancient Israelites today are the so-called Negroes, indigenous Latinos, and indigenous Native Americans. We believe those to be the Northern Kingdom. And all we see in the Bible is us getting saved, us being delivered. Do you believe? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that these nations have to serve a judgment for what they did to us? Um, yes. Do you believe that if they're nice and give us some EBT or some goddamn cryptocurrency that they could escape their judgment? No, because it talks about in Zechariah 14 how all the nations will come before Adonai, the Lord, and they better they got to pay homage. And so right. we are. Hey, that's why I asked you. That's why I asked you when you first came on if you feel like that they're equal to us. Let's say. Let's say this is what I've been doing lately. Let's okay. say they can. Let's let's say they could be saved. Right. Let's just entertain. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. they can be saved, but. What will their role be in the kingdom? Will they be equal to us or will they be serving the Israelites? Um, I don't think they'll be equal because um, it talks about inner courts. And I mean, even if you take the Old Testament and how they set up the Old Testament as a prototype for the kingdom of God, there were inner courts, there were outer courts. And, and the, the children of Israel, you look at Moses and Aaron, the way they had it set up, the Levites, they had a priestly, they were a priestly people. And their job was to, they didn't even give offerings or anything. So um, I do feel like God's chosen people will be put in a certain category of serving and teaching. Uh, and But that doesn't mean that everybody else doesn't have access to the king. Yeah, well, I, 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 would, I would actually, if a Christian told me that I believe that you guys are the true Israelites, the other nations are going to be in the kingdom serving you guys. And then the most high will be the God of the whole earth. I wouldn't have a, it, but, but this would be after they serve their judgment. See, let me just give you a brief synopsis of our understanding as it pertains to prophecy. We believe we are the true Israelites. We believe when the kingdom is established, the Gentile nations are going to have to serve that uh, thousand year slavery or thousand year servitude and then build up our walls and our kingdom then be let back to their land. Then everybody will be happy. There won't be any war. Yahweh will be the Yahweh or however you want to say his name. Our heavenly father will be the God of the earth and it'll be para, uh, parasitical. So or um, it'll be a paradise. Right. So that's what we believe. We don't believe that. Um, the heathens can escape their judgment because the Israelites couldn't escape their judgment. Can, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's say let's say you have a white person who three generations down, um, let's say they love God, they're doing the best they can, right? But their great-great-grandfather was a slave owner, okay? My, my question is, where where does God deal with the person individually and where does he deal with the people? Hmm, Do you see what I'm saying? Good question. That's a very good question. So um, God, most of the time, God is dealing on a nationalistic level. Okay. Because the Bible says when you read Micah 4 and Jeremiah 18, he says, if I pronounce judgment on that nation, if that nation repents, 
then I will take back what I was going to do to them. For example, when Jonah went to Nineveh. Now, there was Israelites in Nineveh, but God wanted everybody in Nineveh, which were actual Gentiles, to stop doing what they were doing because there are something called universal laws, which is why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah um, for breaking universal laws, which is why we even got the land of Canaan because the Canaanites were doing child sacrifice. It talks about the iniquity of the Amorites. So the other nations can break God's universal laws, although they don't have to keep everything in the codified, codified mosaic law, right? Okay. So, so we see the Bible says everyone repented in Nineveh from the king to the servant. So when he's dealing nationalistically like that, the whole nation has to repent as he said in Jeremiah 18. So if the Lord wanted you to be a product of rape by a slave master, then that is your fate and judgment that you're going to have to deal with. Right. Even if you call yourself a so-called good person, because guess what? Was, was Daniel the prophet a good person? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. He still got his ass put in the lion's den, right? Right. So if our forefathers couldn't escape the judgments and prophecies on our nation, then these other nations can't escape the judgments and prophecies that's going towards their nation. Right. But but then let me ask you. So, like I said, if God is just, then why? Why? Let's say if you're a good person in this life or I mean, and let me get that's a whole different subject matter. But um, if if you're a good person and you're doing your best. I guess I, I just I'm trying to figure out where does the sins of your father come in, you know, because it also talks about generational curses and we have an ability to potentially break some generational curses. Right. And so I'm just wondering, like, you know, there might be good white people out there who who are trying their best, who do the you know, do what they can as far as following the practices of God, you know, helping out the children of God, which is, you know, their neighbors. Do you know do you know any do you know any white people who keep the laws of the Mosaic law, which is also called the laws of God, and who acknowledges us as the Israelites and that they are going to be subservient to us pursuant to the Heavenly Father's word? See, that's a hard pill for I'd say a lot of white people to swallow. I mean, I know some that are close. I don't know about all of that though. <laughs> to say, uh, uh, that's a tough pill to swallow to say y'all gonna be serving us now we do have white people who they'll come by when we're teaching on the streets and they may say yeah we agree f f f white people you know white people <laughs> suck. then i say um well you know but you're still taking advantage of your white supremacy and white privilege by even being on stolen land so i i don't I see them maybe agreeing with us, but I don't see white people doing everything they need to do for a judgment not to come on them, which is why the Bible says Amos 1 and 11 says, he says, I will not turn away my punishment from them because he knows they're not going to repent. It's just a rhetorical question. Right. Well, and and, and I agree. I, I mean, I do feel like because here, here I'll give you this tidbit or my little two cents. So when, when Malcolm X was was all about you know, white people's the devil, blah, blah, blah. He was good. He could talk all day. He was he was preaching, you know, the nation of Islam's message. 
as soon as he started to see that honor not i'm saying honorable elijah muhammad was doing some cruddy stuff he went to mecca he saw the women white people weren't as bad we're all brothers he came back he started preaching equality he started preaching hey you know what we need to sit down together within his first speech it took him out fred hampton same scenario when fred hampton went to the uh, alt-right he went to the white folks who were um not liking what the police were doing he went to the spanish folks who were not liking what the police were doing he pulled everybody together and created the the rainbow coalition by pow they take him out you know what i mean and so my my thing is like i do feel like the biggest thing that the white man is afraid of is genetic genocide the whole thing is if we can keep you away from our white people we're going to stay you know keep our race alive the more that we inter interact with them the more they go extinct, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's a true, it's a true statement. You know what I'm saying? So basically and so, what is, is we should uh, basically F, F them out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, I, you know what's great, you know? If, if, <laughs> if a black man who loves white women told me that, man, I'm just trying to F them out of existence. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I could argue with, uh, with the brother. You know, I don't I don't know if I could argue with him if he said we all need to come together and get Becky so we can F a white man out of existence. You know, but but I get it, I get it, I get it. It does make some sense, yes. But um I wouldn't suggest it. But I, I get it though. I get it, but I wouldn't suggest it. Well, and, and my, my point is is that if you look at the bigger picture of white supremacy. It's they're trying to tell us that we're less than that that our our DNA is weak that we're, we're monkeys and apes and all this garbage, but really we are the most powerful race. They came from us. They're our children. If you really want to get real with it, so it's like it, the first will be last and the last will be first. I mean, we're, we're dealing with our own version of that because when Yeshua came and we denied him and we got caught up on our lineage as far as Hebrew Israelites, you know, we we denied him. We took his face. Nah, it ain't, ain't you. And and then we had the judgment to deal with. So, I mean, I feel like that's why we're that's in our judgment. That That's kind of a, a, a disagreement that that uh, I have with, uh, I'm not calling you a Christian, but Christianity. They always say that we rejected the Messiah. Now, I did a video on this last week, I believe. And okay. I came out with a declarative statement saying that we majority of the Israelites during the time of the Messiah believed on who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. So um, I know we probably got caught up on our lineage back then, some of us thinking that we would be saved just because we were from the seed of Abraham. I understand that. But if you don't receive the Messiah, it was already prophesied that some of the builders would reject the stone mm. chief stone but when you look at verses like I, before before i present a couple of scriptures just showing you that we did by and large believe on the messiah uh what point what point were you making we rejected him and then and then what was your point uh, so my point was that um in doing so it, it offered up it gave the gentiles access and, it, and then that's why it talks about until the days of the Gentiles will be trodden, you know. And so that's the reason why the Gentiles are running the world 
is because when when the Savior came, and, and it was supposed to be everyone. I mean, no one was at the cross besides Mary, Mary, and John. I mean, all his other disciples ran on him. I mean, his closest people. And so, I mean, maybe we believe to some degree, but not enough to stop them from killing him. Right. So now, my point. My, if I told you that we killed him because we knew killing him would save our souls. Have you ever heard that? Hell no, huh? I, I that's a new one. So I want you to read John chapter eleven. Start at verse forty-six if you can. Oh, he froze. He froze. He froze. So let's let's. Okay, okay. There you are. You back? Yeah. Sorry, I was I had to push that call through. Yeah, okay. no worries. Um, so when when I say this to people, not only do Christians freak out, but certain Hebrew Israelites freak the hell out. But it's just what the book says okay. that we killed him because we knew we had to to deliver us. He had to be our sacrifice. So I just want to pull up a couple of scriptures and we could go to them together. Um okay. I'm with you. Isaiah 53, which Old Testament only is trying to say that this isn't talking about our Christ, which is which is extremely laughable. But uh, if we go to Isaiah 53, me and you would both agree that the suffering servant is Christ. Um, let me share my screen. I thought I was sharing. I'm going to share my screen. Isaiah 53 and 8. This is powerful because certain people say, show me where christ was supposed to die in the old testament so this is isaiah 53 and 8 he was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgressions of my people was he stricken i'm just going here to show that we understood the prophets said that the messiah would have to come and die um i'll give another one just to support that and then i want to go to the new testament to show you why we killed him now did a small remnant of us actually hate him yes but by and large we were following him we loved him we wanted to make him our king and we knew we had to sacrifice him for the nation because this is according to prophecy this is daniel 9 and 26 and after three score in two weeks shall messiah be cut off but not for himself right so when we go to john chapter 11 and watch what the Pharisees, the high priest, and the chief ruler say here. When you go to John 11, we're going to go all the way to 40. We'll go to 40, 46. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things that Hamashiach had done. Then gathered the chief priests. So we got the chief priests and the Pharisees right which would be yep. scribes scribes would be a part of them a council so they had a council they said and said what do we for this man does many miracles so they said i mean we can't just sit here and say that this dude don't have no type of divinity or seal from the heavenly father he's doing many miracles verse 48 says if we let him thus alone all men will believe on him that's how many people was believing him and following him the pharisees said 
if we keep letting him do this, all men will believe on him. And right. the woman shall come and take away both our place and nation. What does this mean? They're saying that all men are going to believe he's the king to come. They're going to try to make him king. And then the Romans are going to destroy us because we're subjugated to them. And they already put a king Herod over us. So they're like, look, this dude is doing all these miracles. He says he's the Davidic Messiah. He says he's the coming king. We're, the whole nation is going to believe on him and king him. And the Romans are going to get mad and come destroy us for that because we're subjugated to them. So verse 49 says, and one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, you know nothing at all. He disagreed with that. He said, look, nor do you consider that is expedient for us that one man should die for the people. Right. right. Now, some Christians will try to say, yeah, he wanted Jesus killed so the Romans wouldn't kill all the Israelites. No, because they didn't even make him king. So the Romans, if that was the case, Caiaphas would have said, yeah, let's go ahead and make him king. And then the Romans will get mad or whatever. But let's just look at the context. It's going to show you that Caiaphas was prophesying in the Holy Spirit. Watch what it says. And the whole nation perished not. So because of this man's death, he Caiaphas understood the said prophecies we mentioned. And he said, this man's death being Christ, he was going to die for us and that our whole nation doesn't perish. And this he spake not of himself. Wait a second. He's speaking in a spirit. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. Now, not just that nation, because only the southern kingdom was there. Verse 52 says, and not for that nation only, but that he should also gather together in one, the children of God that were scattered abroad. This is the Greek word diaspora. It's a word for exilic Israelites, right? Mm -hmm. So we see that Caiaphas is clearly a believer and he's saying that Christ is going to, we have to put him to death for our whole nation and not just the Israelites in Israel, but the rest of the scattered Israelites, starting with Israelite, the southern kingdom that are scattered and northern kingdom that are scattered. And verse 53 says, then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. So when I make the statement that what if I told you we killed, we came together to kill him for the deliverance of our people? Christians can't even understand that. A lot of Hebrew Israelites can't even understand that. But it's clearly right here in the text because we understood the prophecy. So what say you about the pericope we just read? Um, now, that's a good point. I I see your point as far as to say that, you know, it's only for the the uh, the children of God. Um, the nation that was scattered, not this nation, but the nation scattered abroad. I guess the one thing that I would throw out at you is that um, he didn't see the Caiaphas didn't see the bigger picture. Because he was just because he was um, he was the one that did it and saw that one man should die. He was being filled by the Holy Spirit. So, like. He was speaking a bigger picture is my point, like he was talking about one little thing that we should kill this man, because if not, they'll come and take away our place and our right. You know, if we let this man speak. But really, it was a bigger picture of, OK, if we kill this man, then it gives us access because it talks about. Um, in, uh, let's see here. Sorry, one second. I had the scripture already ready for you. John 12, 
Um, in John 12, verse 24, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life. So anyway, my point is, is that um, I don't think that he totally knew the bigger picture of, hey, if we kill him, we're going to create a savior. You know? But, um, you know, I, I do think that. I it's think he under, well, you, you do have a good point. I don't know if you're familiar with Acts. Because in Acts, Caiaphas did start telling them, you know, you got to chill out with this, with this Jesus stuff. He did say that, but right. he didn't. He so you're right. He probably didn't see the bigger picture, but he mm -hmm. did understand that it was prophecy that the, the Messiah had to be sacrificed. I don't. I don't believe he's seen the bigger picture. That 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 may have not been Caiaphas uh, Caiaphas's lot to do that. So um, I do understand that. And that wasn't to prove who salvation is for, because that's what you responded to. It was just to prove that we believed on him and knew he had to be sacrificed. Right. Well, then the interesting thing is later on, he called out the scribes and Pharisees and called them vipers. You know, so the same people that that prophesied about his demise and planned it and plotted it out are the same people that later on he said that you guys are the ones that are keeping people from the kingdom. You know, you make a, a disciple double as worse than you. Mm -hmm. You know, well, well I would say this is why I always like to be careful what I'm saying. I'm saying majority of us oh, okay. believe gotcha. now, of course, just because you can know that, you know, Christ is the Messiah. That don't mean you're going to be righteous. You can say, man, he did all. Listen, we seen God, we seen our heavenly father part the Red Sea and still rebel. Right. So, so you can believe and not. Oh, the brother fell off. Let's 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 wait till the brother gets back on. Let's wait till the brother gets back on. Let me try to put another link in the chat. Tribal Benjamin, that's a good point. Good point. No, you're good, brother. Brother Haram, shalom, my brother Haram. Boricua, Boricua. Boricua. What verse was, were those ones deep? Uh, that was John chapter 11. 46 to um that was that was john chapter 11 verse 46 to 53 for daniela banyasharala john chapter 11 so uh so any any more questions any more questions for me or anything that you 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 think that you want to share with me um you know, I don't, it could be contentious. I'm always with the smoke. It could just be, you want to pick my, our brains and 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with One West Hebrew Israelites, but that's uh, we come from the One West Israelites who have different branches of camps. We are Sakari camp. I'm not sure if you're familiar with us, but if you got any questions or if you want to share something or you want to contest, then let me know. You got the floor. Um, one thing I would like to say is, um, so I'm out here in Alaska where I'm sure there's not a lot of Hebrew Israelites. So I want to get more information as far as um, I want to learn more, you know what I mean? Because I, I do agree with a lot of what you're saying as far as the, with the chosen people, um, with a lost tribe of Israel, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of historical documents that show that, you know, the Negroes was actually a place that we came from. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, I'd, I'd like to do some kind of exchange of information would be great. And then the one thing I want to jump out at you that has been really on my mind that I think it's hard to find, but it's in there is reincarnation. I know I, I put it out once or twice, but I think it's something that explains a lot of the justness of God, because the reason why I gave the example of the, the let's say the white person who's good in this life, but three or four generations, you know, their, their daddy was a slave master. You know, if if reincarnation is, is a part of the Bible, is a part of God's law, it would make sense how, let's say, in one life, and this is going to be a crazy idea, but I just want to throw this at you. So let's say in a past life, someone was a, a chauvinist, was was a, was mean to women, abusive, blah, blah, right? Mm-hmm. And then they die. You know, based on what we what we have as far as the scriptures, they've got one time to live, one time to die. They go to the judgment seat. They're done. You know what I mean? Like, how do they reconcile that? And so if reincarnation is real and that person is now allowed to write some of those wrongs. So let's say in the next life they come in, they come in and um, it's a spiritual principle where let's say it's going to sound funny, but let's say they're, they're living more of a gay life. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And, and it balances out. So where, you know, if they were so hardcore and they were a jerk and mean in this other life, they become feminine and all, you know, whatever. And so then at the end of both lives, they see, Oh, wow. You know, I really need to, to appreciate I, I, you know, I need to balance this thing out. And so to me, that's the only thing that makes sense as far as understanding God, the Bible, the fact that a baby can come in for three weeks and die. You know, what would, you know, what would be the purpose, the point, unless they had a plan, unless God had a part of it to teach them a lesson, to teach their parents. So my point is, is that I think there's a bigger part of that. And I'm still trying to find out how to tie it in because it did say that John the Baptist was Elijah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, so so it, it does reference reincarnation and out of Jesus, out of Yeshua's mouth, he says it. And mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to find a correlation because I feel like that'll help at least me. And I hope I think it'll help all of us understand um, how someone that the past can be held accountable to us in his presence. Yeah, because I hear a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So, all so that's great. all I got, man. I, Hey, I have much appreciation. Thank you for taking me on, and I appreciate everybody. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to uh before before you get off, I just want to read a couple of scriptures on what you just said because that's very uh interesting, and okay. I want to want to add to it. Okay. I want to add to it, so I want to go to um, I want to go to. Do you believe in the apocrypha? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. 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 And I, Book of Enoch and all kinds of, I'm, I'm out there, man. 
<laughs> be careful, brother. Be careful. Uh, well, uh, well uh, within re within reason. Have you ever heard of a guy named Emmanuel Swedenborg? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, if if you get a chance, this guy um, was a spiritual philosopher back in the 1600s, and basically, long story short, um, he was talking about he had a veil rip, so he was able to live in the spirit world and the physical world, and he broke down what it was like when we die. What happens was to he white? Was he white? Yes, but the, I, I'm I already, sorry. Like, I already, I if, already if, don't if, Well, listen to what I'm saying. If God can use Balaam, a donkey, he can use anybody. Well, I'm sorry. True. Like, I, no, I that, is, like, that is true. You got a point. But if he's speaking something that's not biblical, then he's he's actually lying. But let me let me bring these few scriptures up because you talk about right. reincarnation, which right. is great, but see the point of reincarnation is not for you to make right your wrongs in the past life it's for you to be judged for your wrongs from the past life so this is second Ezra 14 35 for after okay. death shall the judgment come when we shall live again right so the place of judgment is not under the earth and hell the place of judgment is after your death when you live again and ecclesiastes 3 16 says uh it says, and more so, I more moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment. So under the sun on earth is the place of judgment. So you will die. You will not right your wrongs. You will pay for your wrongs you did in that last life, right? Joel mm -hmm. four and seven says, "Remember, I pray thee, whoever perish being innocent." Now you talked about the little girl dying as a baby. She didn't do anything. But the Bible right. says, shall evil be done in a city and the Lord have not done it. So that's a judgment from past life. Lamentations five and seven. When it goes to you paying for the sins of your forefathers, that's because you are your forefathers. Lamentations five, verse seven. Our fathers have sinned and are not. They're gone. They're dead. And we have borne their iniquities. Just like we had to pay for the sins of our forefathers they do too talking about the those who had us in slavery isaiah 14 and 21 i'll leave it here isaiah 14 21 prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers so that's what's coming to these other nations man i suggest you be extremely joyful and glad and full of praise that you are god's chosen people and that you keep the law, statutes, and commandments and believe on the Messiah and hope to be saved, my brother. Let's I worry about, that, man. Worry about us before we worry about them. All right, brother? I'll see you in the chat. I, I'm almost, I'm live almost every day, so it's good to meet you, King. You too, brother. Bless you. All praises. All right, so let's... Uh, what we got here? I think we... In Second Ezra, that was Second Ezra fourteen thirty-five. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, all right. Well. All praises, honor, and glory to Yahweh. All praises, honor, and glory to Yahweh. 
We got any more smoke in here? Any more smoke? I've got three scriptures. Okay, good, good, good. There we go. This is some smoke. I got three scriptures, three questions real quick. Explain Acts 17, 24. Malachi 2 and 10, Ezekiel 18, 1 to 9. It's good. That's good. That's good. Good scriptures. Let's go to Acts chapter 17. This is um, David, one of David Lynn's favorite scriptures. Now, I want to dialogue with you via chat. Extreme amusement. I want to dialogue with you via chat. You Basically, what I mean is you don't have to click the link, but I got questions for you. Right. So you said um, Acts 17 and 24. Now, let's see, Acts 17 and 24, all praises. So let's go here. Rob, Judah, no, they don't. If they wanted smoke, they would have came on here already. Acts 17 and 24. Now, I want to ask you some extreme amusement. I want to ask you something. Do you know what scripture Paul is quoting here? Do you know what scripture Paul is quoting here? I want to know if he knows what scripture Paul is quoting. Acts 17, 24. Okay, cool. He's quoting Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. Break that down in verse eight, right? But let's read this first. Christians love this. Now watch this, y'all. Acts 17 and 24. God that made the world. I didn't see Christians cut the hell out of Hebrew Israelites with this, right? I'm going to just be honest with you guys. There's some debates I see. Um, okay, hold on. D'Lo says, how could he get on Click the link, D-Lo, whoever you are. Whoever you are. Now, let's go back here. Acts 17, 24 says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hand, neither is worship with man's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things verse 26 and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth so we all are coming from adam we all come from adam see that but second Ezra six so don't let a Christian read this too fast. Do not let a Christian read this too fast. Second Ezra 6, we're going to go down to 56, right? To 50, 56. My bad. 54. And after these things, Adam also, whom thou madest Lord of all thy creatures, of him come we all. Ain't second as ain't uh Act 17 saying this? Yes, sir. And the people whom thou hast chosen. 
So understand that, my brother. We all come from Adam, but there's a people who are chosen who come from Adam. This is a distinction, and this is also a separation. This is a uh, favoritism, all right? Chosen means favor. All this have I spoken before thee, O Lord, because thou madest the world for our sakes. As for the other people, which also come from Adam, thou hast said that they are nothing, but be like unto spittle. Straight loogies. Straight loogies, right? So let's go back to Acts 17. Back to Acts 17. It says, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth. Okay, cool. And have determined the times before appointed. Right? So every nation would have their time to reign and rule. I want you to get this extreme amusement because I see Christian apologists going here and cutting the hell out of Hebrew Israelites. It, it gets tricky. So you got to know what Paul is quoting. So he determined that all nations would have their time to rule, right? Verse, the next, the latter part, right? And the bounds of their habitation. So he gave all these nations land. When in the Bible did he give the nations their lands? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Right? So, verse 27. Now, watch this, y'all. Verse 27. So, he gave nations a time to rule, and he gave nations their land. <laughs> right? That they should seek the Lord. That they should seek the Lord. If happily they may feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us. So Luke, who is the author of Acts, has Paul saying, he's going to go in and quote, uh, for as much as we are, the gospel guy. Okay, let, he, he said all the way to 31. He said all the way to 31. So Luke has Paul saying that he separated the nations um, and gave them their time of rulership, and their geographical locations so that they can seek the Lord. If happily, they might feel after him. But here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. Paul is quoting Deuteronomy 32 and 8. And I'm going to read it in the ESV because the Dead Sea Scrolls say the exact same thing here. Now watch this. And when the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance... So he gave them their land. This is what Paul is quoting. When he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. I'm going to read that again and explain it slowly. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritances, when he gave them their land, remember? That's what he just said. He said he determined their times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Every Christian scholar would agree he's quoting Deuteronomy 32 and 8. This is when he divided them and gave them their inheritance, gave them their geographical locales, right? So he gave them their inheritance. He divided them. He fixed the borders of the peoples 
according to the number of the sons of God. This is God putting other deities over these other nations. So he did not divide them in order for them to seek after him. He just didn't do it. It's just, he just did not do that. Let's get, the, let's get, let's read more. Let's read more, right? Now watch this. So he took the nations, he divided them, he gave them their land, and then he put what you call the divine council, other deities over these geographical locales. But watch what he says for verse nine. But the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his allotted heritage. You guys get that? That means he put other deities over these other nations, but he would rule and govern over the Israelites. Look at the context. You can't get around that. So when he set up these other nations and he divided them, he gave them their gods. And he said he was going to rule over us. Deuteronomy 4 speaks about this. Somebody says 2 Ezra 5 and 27. Let's see what that says. 2 Ezra 5. And then we'll go right back to Acts. 2 Ezra 5, 27. And among the multitudes of the people that has gotten thee one people and unto this people whom thou lovest, thou gavest the law, what is the proof of all? That's a good one. Um, so Paul is quoting Deuteronomy 32 and 8. He says he divided these nations and then he gave them their gods. Now, this could be a rhetorical question that they should seek the Lord if they happily might feel after him. Here's the problem, y'all. They didn't feel after him. They got gods put over them and have never changed their gods since. What Gentile nation has Yahweh of the Bible? Not the white hair, not the white, blue-eyed, blonde Jesus as their God. What, what nation has the true God of the Bible governing that nation and his codified laws governing that nation? Not one. Jeremiah 2 and 11. It's a rhetorical question. If they feel like it. That's what Paul's saying. If they feel like it. The point is they're not going to feel like it. Jeremiah 2 and 11. Uh, have the nation changed their gods, which yet are no gods? So look at the rhetorical question. These nations are not going to change their gods. Why? Because God put these gods over them. But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. So we'll change our God, but these nations are way more <laughs> dedicated to their deities. And some of these deities are just straight idols. Now, some of them are, are real entities, but some of them are just straight selfie sticks. These nations will worship a goddamn selfie stick and put an altar in front of it and sacrifice doves to it. And they still won't change that. But we will change our God, the God of the universe, Yahweh, for wood and stone, for meaningless. Right? So when you deal with Acts 17, it's clear. Um, you could go to where Paul is quoting. 
which is Deuteronomy 32. And you can prove that these nations got other gods put, put over them. And then verse 27 is key. If they happily feel like finding him, <laughs> the point is they didn't. They never did and they never at will until we come into power and beat the hell out of them and force them to follow our God. That's Revelation 2, Psalms 149, Micah 5, Zechariah 8, Zechariah 14, Isaiah 60, and so on. So that's how you deal with that, briefly speaking. Uh, the next one was Malachi 2 and 10. Malachi 2 and 10. Uh, the water, Yuriel Yasharala, greatly appreciate you. Now, if anybody wants to contest, because I know when I say that God put real gods, real spiritual entities over these other nations, people get freaked out. Now, if anybody wants to challenge me on that respectfully and peacefully, I would love to talk to you and prove that. Um, it's all over the Bible that these nations have actual deities over them that God put over them, though. It's called the divine council, right? So he said Malachi 2 and 10. Let's look that up real quick. Malachi 2 10. The sons of God are Israel in certain places, but not in Deuteronomy 32 and 8. Because it says he put the sons of God over the other nations, and then he um, is reigning over the Israelites. We have never been. We weren't over the other nations when he split the world, split the uh, the land after the flood, or even before it. When the Tower of Babel, he split it in the Tower of Babel. That's what happened. He confounded their languages, and then he he separated everybody and put them in their own land with deities over them. So now, let's go to. Um, he said in the Hebrew, it says Israel. That's not true. The Dead Sea Scrolls, which predate Nicholas Gonzalez. This is no smoke. I'm just trying to help you out. In the, the Masoretic text of Deuteronomy 32 and 8, it says, sons of Israel. That don't even make sense. Let me, I wish I had time to explain it, but I don't. But the Dead Sea Scrolls predates the Masoretic text, and it says sons of God or angelic beings. All right. So you got to deal with scholarship. And you just got to be real honest. Matter of fact, the Greek Septuagint and the Dead Sea Scrolls predate the Masoretic text, and they say angelic beings or sons of God, not Israelites. Right? So, um, Malachi 2 and 10. Let me try to make this quick. Malachi 2 and 10. Oh, let's go right here. Uh do we all not have one father did not one god create us why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another let's read the kjv have we not all one father have not one god created us why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers i'm not sure about your question but i'll just break it down i guess um he's talking to the israelites this is Malachi. Yes. All the Israelites have one father and he is our power. He did create us. Um, we're going off transgressing our brother at the time and profaning the covenant, the old covenant of our fathers. So that would be just a simple answer. I'm not sure 
if a Christian tried to say that Malachi was talking to the whole world right now and he's all of our father, that is contextually contextual abuse. Um, is the Lord of hosts speaking? Uh, that's a good question. Let me look in my Bible real quick. I think this is just Malachi speaking here, though. Uh, all right. Okay. Okay. Let's see who's speaking right here. And now, all you preachers, command for you if you are not here. Excuse me. It sounds like Yahweh speaking here. It does sound like Yahweh is speaking here. It might be Malachi speaking now. And I think that is Yahweh speaking now. So let me just answer this Ezekiel 18 real quick. Ezekiel 18. Well, one of the priests could speak. I don't I don't think I don't think that's confusing though. Okay, Ezekiel 18, 1 to 9. Ezekiel 18, 1 to 9. Is this talking about the sour grapes? Proverbs concerning sour grapes. Okay, so this is the sour grapes. So basically what this is saying is that uh but a man we just lawful and right have not eaten up in the mountains. I'm not oppressing bees. Usury. Okay. All right. Let's start at verse two. Let's start at verse two. What mean ye that you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge? So basically, we're paying for the sins of our forefathers, as Daniel says in Daniel nine and Lamentations five. And I believe in Baruch also says the same thing, that we pay for the sins of our forefathers. As I live, saith the Lord God, you shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine, all souls are the father. So also the son is mine. That the soul sinneth, it shall die. But if a man be just, do what is lawful and right. And not you part of mountains. So basically, this is just talking about the parable of sour grapes is us having to suffer from the sins of our forefathers a precept to that again is lamentations five in chapter seven i mean chapter five verse seven explain verse four and if israel has intercourse with multiple heathens whether they're oh verse four so let's see behold all souls are mine as the soul of the father so also the soul of the son is mine the soul that sinneth it shall die hmm for if an Israelite has intercourse with multiple heathens, whether they're married or not, is that considered an abomination? Well, if you break God's commandments by marrying those prohibited nations in Deuteronomy 7, then that's a transgression. But outside of that, it it's not suggested, but it wouldn't be a sin. All right. So. Um, we are at the two hour mark. Mike Joshua says, Drop the link. Mike Joshua, just pray to the most high, he delivers you from that cult Christianity. 
All right. And um, I will be live tomorrow, Lord's will. Um, let's get it in again, y'all. So I'm gonna end this by giving all praise, honor, and glory to you. How we do so by Shimon Mashiach Shai. Until next time, Shalom, family.